Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. episode 43 my name is marcel i am as always here with the boys richard i'm here and basti hello and today we will yet again because we're running out of things to talk about talk about video games instead it's video games and as always before we get to the bright or maybe not so bright no spoilers future of video games let's look at the past of video games and as always we will start by honoring some of the games that came out on this day in history this day being uh, may 14th and boy, is there an amazing game that came out on this day. But uh, let's build up to to one of the goats. You're burying the by... lead. What's the lead? Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying you're like hyping up the one. Oh, yes. You've got a favorite. Because it's very, very fucking hype worthy. So other games that came out on this day in history. Um, the original first, Killing Floor, May 14th, 2009. Uh, never played it much, but I've, Richard, we have a friend who is a Killing Floor aficionada. I guess. Yeah, but she plays Killing Floor 2. I don't know if 1 was... Was 1 big? I never played 1. Yeah, 1 was I, honestly, big. I don't I know. Really? 1 and 2. Yeah? Wait, what? The, the first one, didn't it start out... There was an Unreal mod first, right? I think so. I have actually no idea. I, like, uh... The first Killing Floor and Killing Floor 2 was a little bit like a Vermintide scenario. Like, the, the first one was already pretty great, and then the second one just built up on that. I did not enjoy it. But, I, oh. to be fair, I... I'm really, I was really not great at it. Well, I mean, uh, you uh, and also by now the listeners should know my stance on games with zombies. So naturally, I didn't play it. I mean, they're like demons. They're they're not just zombies, right? They can be other things. Oh, they're just pretty pretty nifty and nasty demons. Let's look at the summary that I have here. When hordes of failed super soldiers, the zombie-like specimens. That's zombie-like. 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 A zombie-like is a zombie. I don't know, man. Look, I don't want to be a a zombie fascist, Mm -hmm. but if you walk like a zombie and you look like a zombie and you act like a zombie and you eat brain like a zombie, you're probably a zombie. Well, so wait, I mean... Moving around and acting like zombies. Yeah, is it it just stuff that... How would I know? I haven't played the game, Basti. Doom has zombies. Anyways, moving on. Let's not make this awkward and like get myself into a position where I would have a hard time justifying my very arbitrary decisions, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, another okay. game that came out on this day in history, uh, maybe Busty, you have played at some point, uh, Dust 514 in 2013. Yeah, I have vague memories of that game. Really? Like, everyone else playing that game. Oh, you didn't but play it? You can all... You memories. Can... Yeah, I played it. You can always count on Busty to play any, however weird or obscure, online game. That's the good thing about Busty. Like, did, always count on him. Did Dust ever do the thing that it said it was going to do, where it would like tie into, like, actual stuff that was going on in Eve? I think so, but to be honest, if you were actually playing Dust, you would never actually notice what's going on. Like, 
the, the, the feeling of impact and that you have an influence was almost not there at all. That's wasn't I think very limited to airstrikes or something. Yeah, 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 and I think for the Eve players, you actually had maybe a little bit more. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like a was not a good game. Eve's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Um, uh, like you know, you should maybe clarify that you're saying Eve is not Eve. What? So you're talking about a video game, not about the beloved French video game executive, right? How could I ever call? Beloved French video game executive Yves Goumont. We, I can't even finish the sentence. It, my tongue binds. I mean, to be fair, you're also having a hard time pronouncing his last name traditionally, so there's that. I just mumble through it, man. I learned that shit a long time ago. Yves Goumont. You know, I, that was one of my favorite things at EA. Yeah. Uh, back in the day where everybody like just wrote JR right. instead of writing John Ricchitello, and I'm convinced that Everybody just did it because they know that they didn't know how to, you know, spell Ricketello. No, so to, to save themselves the, the embarrassment is just like yeah, Jr. This is the trick. That's not. That's true. that's smart. That's an evolutionary tactic. What you do to stay off the boss's radar is you just learn a nickname that you can combine with business guns. So when you see them in the hallway and you do that once, they never want to talk to you. That makes sense. You're just like, hey, Jr. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to know who that is. Well, I got one more game before I get to the main show. Oh, God. Um, that okay. game came out in 2013. Yeah. It's Metro Last Light, um, the second game in the Metro series. Yeah. From four yeah. eight games. Yeah. I, I like Metro 1. I didn't, I didn't. I never got into... I've been always meaning to like play the other Metro games, but uh, I never did. I liked 1, though. Yeah, I never played any of them to be honest so far. But I have to say, out of so all game developers, game, you should try it out. <laughs> God I should damn try it. it out sometime. I know, but you know, it's it's dangerously close to zombies. What? Like with the whole post. Why? Look, How? Like okay, so here's the thing, right? Like uh, spoiler. Yeah. When I say zombie game, I use it as a catch-all for any kind of like super dark and and dreary and bleak post-apocalyptic setting, which I'm not a big fan of. Aren't you a fucking diehard fanboy of fucking Warhammer 40k? Yeah. Warhammer 40k is pre-apocalypse. Like it's it's inching it's it's super fucking close. It's like one step before the apocalypse, but it's before the apocalypse. Son of a fucking bitch. Uh, Also, Marcel. Sorry, damn the rules. You like Nazis, right? I'm a. I, I will usually with with my zombie uh, with my dislike of zombies. I usually tend to make a exception for Nazi zombies because killing Nazi zombies is like the Look, best of both worlds. It's like Return to Castle. Wolf, like Metro is like Return to Castle Wolfenstein with with Russian Nazis. How German did you just name that game? You really leaned into it. I actually said Wolfenstein. Or you did. Wolfenstein. You were like Wolfenstein. We yeah, must return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah. My my life. Ah, my Leben. Still, uh, to me, to me personally, still one of the all-time great voice lines. That was yeah. that was the best joke in uh, in uh, Wolfenstein 2, where they had like the reverse Wolfenstein game. It was like yeah. ca- it was a Castle Wolfstone, and like when you shoot the Americans in that, they're like, "My life!" Did they actually? Yes, that? yes, it's amazing. They, they have some great humor in those games, surprisingly, yeah. actually. And now oh, a no. game that came out on this day, May fourteenth. Yeah. 2010, yeah. bestowed to us mm-hmm. by the genius of one uh, Finnish maverick called, well, calling himself Sam Lake. It's Alan Wake. One of my all-time favorite games, probably. Yeah. Don't know. You're treading on, like, the thinnest of ice. It was like, good. The ice, the ice you're on right now, it's so thin 
like most like most pizza chefs would go like this is outrageously thin it was good it was a good game anybody who says it's like twin peaks deserves like a hard slap on the wrist i agree i was so dis- i was so fucking disappointed at that part where somebody was like it's, like, it's like twin peaks it's, like, it's not dude it's not it's got a pacific northwest right and it's got the coffee it, it it has the concept of coffee no one even talks about the coffee it has paranormal shit and i as somebody who never watched Twin Peaks, read repeatedly that it's like Twin Peaks, so clearly it must be exactly. Like Twin Peaks. And Why all would of the those fucking internet lied to me because they're fucking idiots. Like you could just say it's like a really good Stephen King book, and that's what it is, because that's what it is. Which is also something special because, like, yeah, I'm sure, good Stephen King books are read fine. I yeah, but when they're good, they're really good. It was good, so it's like it, that that would have been fine. But like saying it's like Twin Peaks because you collect fucking thermoses, what does that have to do with anything? That's good. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. I have read and heard yeah. that um, you know, Twin Peaks like requires a certain amount of intellect to appreciate. Maybe you are not clever enough to see how Alan Wake uh, is like. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, I do not have the uh required intellect to appreciate Twin Peaks because I liked season one and kinda season two and not Half season three. What's that? Half of season two was alright, and the last episode of season two was absolutely stellar. Sure, sure. I, I think I think I, if I could go back in time and do it again, it would be Firewalk with me and season one, and then I'd be done. Yeah. And I would just I would just be done. Um, but no, it, it's not. It's really it's not. They're not they're not the same. They're not um they're not even really close to the same. Like especially with the Stephen King thing. Like if they just said that the game was in Maine, it'd have been a fucking Stephen King thing. You still got. Uh, your... Would you? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna. The only other thing I was gonna say is that I, I, I will also admit that I am somehow not programmed to appreciate the music part of that game, with the stage show. I, was fucking. Dude, dumb. like the, the that is fucking amazing. Same so as the ashtray is. What they have in there, they have like an in-universe band called was it like the, Old Sons of Asgard? Yeah, I think yeah, that sounds right. Um, that is actually like it, like you know the music is being played by a Finnish band called Poets of the Fall, which also did music for. They had a song in the credits of Max Payne 2. They had a song like in the Ashtray Mason Control. So you could say that they're friends uh, with with Remedy. Weren't they in and Death Stranding? Are they? I don't know. I th- I think you you keep insisting, and I would don't know if it's true, but you keep insisting to provoke me that um that uh, Sam Lake is in 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 that game. No, I guess they're not. I don't think they are. I thought they. They're, 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 I think they're only in high quality games. No, there's there's a band called Silent. There's a Silent Silent Poets did songs for Death Stranding. So I guess I got confused. Yeah, no, that's different. How how could you ever confuse Silent Poets with Poets of Last Fall? Poets uh, of the Fall. In 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 yet another nail on the uh, <laughs> on the Death Stranding coffin. Um, uh, the band that Grimes is a part of is in Death Stranding. Oh well. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having you know ruined everything about like my hype for Alan Wake right now with like just your insistence on dragging up that game. What, what do you Anyways, mean? Um, if you should you have never played it, dear listener, I absolutely highly recommend that you play Alan Wake. It is a fantastic video game. And uh, now from from the highest heights of Alan Wake, you know one of the all-time greats. Uh, let's move on to something that I personally mm-hmm. found less great. So um, I'll, I'll hand it over to my man Richard to introduce today's topic. It's 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 an event. 
well, so, uh, sorry. Uh, I will hand over now to my man Richard to introduce yeah. today's main event. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to tonight's event, the 2019 Console War Prelude. Two combatants tonight in the green corner, weighing 14 pounds, Bastian El Puente Niño 2. In the green corner, weighing 365 pounds, hailing from Vasa Alfingen, Marcel El Perverdito Francis Hata. These two gladiators will be duking it out as representatives of the console war in 2019. Console fans around the world, let's get ready to console. How was that? I'm speechless. It's it's 2020. Well, thank you, Richard, for that very hype introduction. Like I have never felt so excited to be called what I believe was a weird, weird Spanish bastardization of pervert. So that's nice. It was. At least uh, that's what it like to me. It was. It was French pervert. But was it in Spanish? Yeah, I mean, he does all. All the boxers have nicknames in Spanish. I gotta admit, like, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, as you know, as you can see from my very sporty appearance. Um, boxing was never something I cared too much about. I'm gonna fucking hate it. But anyways, him. yeah. let's move on to, you know, to to the main uh, main event, as I said, yeah. Richard just so hype, hypefully introduced. Um, so, as most of you, you know, probably if you listen to Projectile Lunchcast, chances are you are vaguely interested in video games. Vaguely. Or you're my mom, probably, I don't know. In either case. Hi, Marcel's mom. mom. You should have gone like, hi, Mrs. Marcel's mom or something. Like, you're always yes. doing Simpsons. Like, yeah. hi, Mrs. Bart. <laughs> but yeah, um, last week, uh, last week, uh, Microsoft used the latest episode of their inside Xbox streaming format to give us um, what they deemed or termed the world's first look at next-generation gameplay. Yeah, there's... And there's been a lot of discourse ever since. Um, my from when we briefly talked about this in our chat, my feeling was that like you guys were more upbeat on it than I was personally. Really? Because um, I found it, I found it pretty disappointing well, okay. for my part. I, I found I liked one trailer. Okay, you you only liked the vampire trailer. I think I only liked the vampire trailer. I I, I thought it was, I thought it was neat. I mean, how close are we to to consoles coming out? This holiday season, um, barring yeah, this holiday season, and you know we always assume um, it's. I, I would probably right now. I would assume it's going to be mid-November, like the latest possible date you have before Thanksgiving to give your game teams as much time as possible to develop stuff from home. Yeah. So that's my guess. So yeah, let's say November. I would say. So I mean, the the introductions are uh, are great for the event because there's no fucking video games. I mean, I've been preaching uh, preaching about the great video apocalypse ever since Marvel's Avengers was delayed. Right, but I mean, and you guys keep laughing at me. Yeah, but that's because that's because you know you feed off of hype and can only play certain games. Like I'm still playing video games. I'm just saying it's difficult to get hyped about a new even even more so for me who does not typically get hyped for new consoles because there's no there's no fucking video games. They're not talking about any video games. So breakdown. So, what 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 did they show at this event? So I think they showed in total uh, twelve games, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
so my, my first issue was you know, from the get-go, I think it was like it really did the framing of it all. Like if they had just announced that, hey, it's our latest episode of Inside Xbox, I right. think it would have been far and away the best Inside Xbox they've ever done, you know, based on what they showed. But like mm-hmm. just, you know, doing this whole framing of like, you know, tomorrow changes the game, see the world, you know, first look at next-gen gameplay. Um, you know, that sets a lot of expectations. And we're going to get to that later because you know, there's obviously a long legacy of first, you know, looks at new new consoles. And I don't think um, this one w- would be one of the better examples of that legacy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you look at the games, you know, that, that they had on there, the the very first thing they showed was uh, Bright Memory Infinite. Which is um, which is yeah it's it's a cool looking action game um mm-hmm. that like the most noble thing about it is that it's made by one single Chinese guy mm-hmm. um and for that you know the graphics are absolutely stellar yeah and, um, and there was like a demo like this thing's been going on for for a while so people that are into that that that's that's pretty cool to see him like on a world stage like that I think that's kind of cool it is cool but you know like already there for me it starts like with, with you know. I mean, I think in general, like, they have a hard time with their messaging because on the one hand, they want to assure people, you know, that next-gen is going to be amazing and you want to be part of next-gen. But also, like, almost all of these games are going to be on last-gen because we don't want to leave behind our last-gen. You know, that that's like a weird <laughs> communications tightrope to wonder where yeah. it's like, yeah. buy this new stuff, but if you don't, it's cool. It's cool yeah. with us anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, with this game, like, it starts. So it's, it's a cool-looking game. It's graphically very impressive and it's mind-blowing if just really one guy does it. Um, it's also a game that has been out on PC for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, like fr- from the get-go, it's like this, okay, maybe not the first thing where I would say, look look at the amazing stuff on our next-gen console. Did you have any uh, affinity for Bright Memory Infinite, Bastiana? No. So, <laughs> I, I think that, that that game was, as an opener of that conference, the game was actually not that bad. Like usually, you don't have as an opening game the the biggest titles or whatever. It's something which is flashy, it looked great. I right, right. You don't you don't want to blow your wad on the first game out. It looked next gen in a way. Like I don't think that many people know that this game has been out on PC. Also, they upgraded it. Like this is like a the super upgraded whatever version. And but my problem comes more from like I totally agree with Marcel here. Um, the communication was abysmal, but also if that would have been like a Xbox Direct, the, the same issue, uh, the, the issue remains that we have May. Right. Like we have so late that people, the next, every single communication beat right now is crucial and the people are eager to see something. Xbox had a great big, big lead um, thus far to PlayStation and I think they just messed it up this time. And um, now Sony can watch and see, oh, okay, what, what 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 is our big step when we go out and show actually the console so people have something to be very excited about, show the console, show the, the uh, probably a lot of like very strong first-party titles. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the idea of, okay, um, we announced that as you will have gameplay premieres and it will be all about gameplay and then at the end, um, yeah, it's a true joke. It's basically no, let's, not let's not let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, I want to look at it game by game, like Marcel's. But, but game by game, yeah. right? I think was actually not a bad opener. Like this, like when that started, I was like, yeah, it's okay, it's cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next title. So it looks like it looks next gen. That is what I expected from that that um, conference. What was the next title, Marcel? Uh, the next title was Dirt Five. Okay. Which okay. is surprisingly not Richard's latest home video, but actually a racing game. It is not. Yeah, the code Codemasters would fucking sue me. 
so I, you know it feels like every console launch must have a a pretty looking racing game i think that's just a law by now i think i think it's a, a buy now thing because of gran turismo like for for at least two generations gt was coming out and for some reason it was real easy to make cars look super fucking good for them so like yeah you put a racing game on there because you know graphically everybody likes fucking wet racetrack right they like that soaking wet racetrack. They like that sopping wet racetrack. I mean, tell me I'm wrong they here. Do. They do. They yeah. do. Uh, the most notable thing is, oh, so first of all, it was a new game announcement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is cool, obviously. People tune into these things to see new games and not um, as sexy as they may look. You know, one-year-old PC games is my guess. Right, right. Um, so this all-new announcement, uh, it's coming this year. So it's going to be there for launch. Uh, the most notable thing is that they are promising a... Um, 120 FPS mode, which is, I think, the first time ever a console game is doing that, to my I knowledge. I think they said even 120 hertz and 4K at the same time, which sounds completely mental. Uh, I think so, yeah. But you know, like, even even regardless of the, you know, I think that your your Busty is right, yes, which is you know doubly impressive. But like in general, I think it's the first time ever a console game is targeting 120 FPS. See, I was still you know, on PC. You know, it's kind of like rare. Yeah. But of course, you know, PC, it's kind of like up to you, whatever you want to do. You know, whatever degenerate shit you want to do on your PC, that's that's not the game's business. <laughs> I was I was with you guys. Like so far, I think I think with Bright and Dirt Five, like it was it was looking like it was gonna be an okay show. Like um. Like you had your, you had your, hey, uh, uh, we look at how we're bringing the past into the future with Bright, uh, racing game doing the tech stuff because Xbox has been hammering on the tech stuff just as much as Sony. So like, like seeing that they were going to go for, uh, you know, the, the, because you can't, the, I think they're realizing you can't do Flash forever. You can't do um, just gorgeous out the box. You have to somehow, it, it's the VR problem. You have to somehow show people that like 120 fps is a thing you have to show them that that the the hertz are at the you know what i mean so it's like yeah, but, but that, is, that is my big problem with the dirt five yeah like if you are not someone who follows uh, press media coverage etc you would have ne- never noticed so you think they should like, have put it in the trailer more yeah exactly like if you know that your concept is next gen etc and you know you have the footage is not actually showing what is uh, the the strongest feature of that game visual impressive feature of your game in that console uh, like work the heck work with Codemasters together to create a trailer which is maybe super loud and super aggressive about the fact that 120 hertz mode like because if you watch that dirt footage dirt five looks great but to be honest it could have been also almost a trailer for a late Xbox One game yeah like they they could have hit you over the head with it a little exactly more. the most impressive fact 120 hertz which is for gamers and especially for uh, racing gamers because that is where that is a feature which is great for racing games. Yeah. Um, nobody really talked about. It. Like I noticed, I think a day later, that this game has like a 4K 120 hertz mode. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, do you guys know a single person that has a TV that can do 120 hertz? Because I do not. Uh, some people play through their monitor. A lot of people, yeah. And to be honest, if that becomes Psst. a thing, if they're allowed about features like that, I will totally buy a 120 hertz uh, a TV for for uh, right. the next next episode right. for Dirt Five. Well, four games that do that. I mean, Basti is known to be a dirty boy. That's so. true. I what? actually hate games. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about um, the reveal of Dirt Five, however, was like you know after like the the inside Xbox, like they had some you know some some more details about the games, and um, when they, when I realized that like Dirt Five has voice acting by Troy Baker and Nolan North, 
I yeah. mean, that's like the peanut butter jelly chocolate sandwich of, of racing games. They've shown right up there. in games together before. They have, but yes. like, I, I never expected that them to show up in a rally game together, to be honest. I would like to hear them arguing as the driver and the rally guy. Like the spotter? Or yeah, like, yeah. Is, is that a spotter? I don't, know. I don't think that's a spotter. Could be a spotter. Uh, you know, the guy who points. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I do in Sea of Thieves, essentially, right? I'm the navigator. Yeah, I think maybe it's just a navigator. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. You know, yeah. so the next one was was uh, deeply disturbing to me. Um, if you are way into the subject of uh, HR Gigaresque wall oh, yeah. penises, uh, ejecting and retracting, um, then absolutely check out the trailer for Scorn. Which um, I must have missed that this allegedly is a game that was announced several years ago. It was completely off my radar. So the entire time during that trailer, I was wondering, is this an alien game or not? Because obviously, you know, the the only thing really in, in normal yeah. pop culture that that re- frequently makes use of like this Giger aesthetic is is Alien. Because it was um, Geiger who yeah. did the aesthetic in Alien. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, it, it is not Giger an Alien game. I'm saying Geiger, y'all can fuck off. Dude, like, what is it with you? Like, next you next you're gonna tell us like it's Michael Bine instead of Bean. It's Michael Bane. I looked it up. Terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Yo, what the fuck is up with that trailer? I don't know. Like, uh, but the, the, the most noticeable thing to me about this trailer, except for like yikes, wall penises, uh, was like that afterwards, like they published an FAQ or something somewhere where they said that they uh, would have been fine with showing gameplay or something or more, you know, like for this showcase of next gen gameplay. And allegedly, Microsoft told them, you know, just keep it to a two-minute trailer, please. No gameplay, you know, no no gameplay demos or something for this one, which is kind of weird, giving, again, but you're like, it's, it goes into this whole, what is clearly a misstep in the communication. Um, they can to the show... Point where, like, where Microsoft, where Aaron Greenberg afterwards said, like, hey, you know, uh, clearly we did not show what you guys were expecting uh, to see, so sorry about that. They, they can show a little bit about what the game is. Like, like my favorite my favorite stream comment on, on Scorn was, wait, is this an Xbox game or the new Tool music video? Like, what the fuck is that video game? So, uh, Basti, you're a Geiger fan, so what's your thoughts yeah. on that game? Uh, and actually, uh, I followed that game when it was uh, initially announced, I think like 2014 or whatever was a Kickstarter campaign. And what is the game that, that is just like that? I'm sorry, you keep talking about that. I'm going to look up the game that reminds me of that. Just like that Agony. Yep, there you go. You did it. Um, So, like, my biggest problem with Scorn is it is one to one just Geiger. Richard! Mm-hmm. It's Geiger. It's uh, HR Giga Aesthetics. It's what, what's his name? Hans Rudi, right? And, and yeah. Yeah. Everything about that game is just Giga. And when you even see the, like, the early footage from 2014 or whatever, they had a gameplay demo, which is just like someone moving very, very slowly uh, around that Giga, which looked very, very good, even back then. Area shooting slow-ass monsters with, uh, a, like, a, an existence gun, if you know that movie. Um, which looks great, but even back then, it was like, okay, um, is it actually, like, a team of uh, art guys who just want to make the HR Giga uh, memoriam game? Or is it an actual game behind all that art style and aesthetics? And since the original Kickstarter campaign, um, I never saw anything which actually looked like okay there's like a like a strong whatever gameplay fundament uh, uh, lying under that that art style and then it vanished somehow nobody talked about that game anymore i completely like i when when the showing was uh when they when they started the trailer i was like oh that game existed 
I was wondering. And then it was just a CGI trailer or maybe very, very proper in, in engine rendered game. But if you look back to the like 2014 Kickstarter material, that game looks really, really good. And I'm convinced it will look uh, very, very good on Xbox Series X. So my concern here is more, uh, why the fuck do you put just, again, no gameplay whatsoever in that? And I think the developer made like an announcement after that and said that they had only like two minutes and they messed up because they had no proper gameplay footage for two minutes. So they decided with that CGI trailer. Which wow, you you and Marcel just told different stories of the same event. Yeah? Yeah, he he said that Microsoft told him not to put gameplay in. I think I need to check that. I think the the, the developer made the statement. So, so they said that like on short notice they wouldn't have had anything anyways, but also the Microsoft told them like even if they had. Oh, uh, you were okay. both right. Look, you guys both came together like Power yeah. Rangers there. That's pretty good. So yeah, say like the Avengers instead. No, nope, Power oh. Rangers. Oh. As much as I like uh, Giger, I'm I'm not sure this will be a good game as a game. I think it will yeah. look great, but for the conference it was. Uh, baffling it was super weird for me to see that game in such a like a prominent spot where there's still a lot of eyes and attention on the conference and then just showing a two minute very odd very disturbing for a lot of people probably very triggering not very uplifting very slow trader so you think it'll you think it'll be a glossy geiger game but not a glorious gameplay game yeah great okay a quick question for you richard yes uh, since Basti has been following Scorn before, do you think that Basti has a Google alert for video games with wall penises? I think Basti is starting to fucking frighten me with how quickly he like rattles off games that look a little like this. So he was like, oh no, it's Agony. I've, I've checked it out already. Uh, it's not, not what you're looking for. I'm a big fan, fan of Cronenberg movies, so don't judge me. I mean, I'm going to judge you, but... never seen one, I'm already judging you. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, next game they had was Chorus. Yeah. Which is a dark space combat shooter, according to the press release. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing that stood out most here to me personally, um, for you know personal reasons, is that it's a game that's being made in Germany. And as you know, the German games industry is unfortunately much rather much smaller than it should be. So uh, seeing a game made in Germany by a Deep Silver Fish Labs in Hamburg uh, on a you know stage, virtual stage like this, is cool to me. That's really cool. Um, it it does look you know it looks nice like I, I wouldn't say you know there's anything uh, mind blowing about it but it, like it certainly looks cool and interesting it's a genre that doesn't happen too often on console like in a space combat yeah so um yeah I think definitely for people who are into that uh, it's it's one to keep an eye on but we're, I don't have any specific thoughts I don't know about you guys we're really starting to get into the point of the show where I was kind of like where are you guys gonna show fucking video games at this yeah because like this was. A tattooed chick screaming at the camera. I mean, we went from Tool to Evanescence here. Like, somebody fucking wake me up. Because there should be some goddamn gameplay in this. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Kind of like, yeah. I don't know, for me it was like, when I, when that that trailer started, I was like, oh, there's a new Everspace. And oh, and also, I, I don't know anybody, I don't know anybody from Fish Labs. Um, but uh, I, I, if they if they are listening, I want you to know that despite, just despite your art director, I'm always gonna call this game Corvus. Corvus is a raven. Nope, it's Corvus. But, but anyways, that, that trailer it had a little bit of which you can, can call gameplay, like yeah, yes, I, it showed some gameplay shots, yes. So much more uh, so than Scorn, definitely. Ah, uh, hmm, and that. Oh, that there was some there was some space combat, yes. 
I would I would say that there were glances of of things. I wouldn't. Uh, you, you can't just show a, a, a ship flying with like a missile and then be like, "Yep, space combat, you're done." They'll get there. Give them time. I don't think it was the event, or I don't think it was them. I think it was the event. moving on. You know, if if you're into if you're into uh, goth chicks that are angry and or probably also screaming at some point, you were in luck because the next game they showed was Vampire the Masquerade Two, uh, Masquerade Bloodlines Two, uh, from uh, Paradox and who's the developer? Hard Light Labs is it called? Hard uh, something Labs. Uh, I can't I can't yeah. remember right now. Yeah, it's just but, it's, it's um, just Paradox so something. This one was to me personally a weird trailer. Because um, I'm looking forward to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the, the start of it, the dancing, like the animation and character model looked, sorry, terrible. Mm-hmm. Some of the later stuff, like when actually they showed some gameplay shots, those looked very cool. Uh, it, it, obviously, I think from what we've seen, it seems to really nail like the vampire aesthetic, you know, like with the light and everything. Like it looked very moody and atmospheric, so that looks cool. I just. You know, I, I completely don't get what they were trying to go for with this mm. weird dancing thing, which to me looked very much not next gen and not great. Whereas, mm. you know, and, and it's always weird, you know, when when people show something that is kind of like pre-rendered or like you know faked, not not in game, and it looks noticeably worse than when the, the gameplay sh- shots they show right after. That's a weird juxtaposition to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the 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 only the only unfortunate thing about all that is that you were fucking incorrect, and that was the trailer of the show. Um, it was all good. It's all really good. That first that trailer was like the the trailer as a trailer was absolutely amazing. Love the dancing, love the the topic matter, oozed the the vampire the masquerade atmosphere. Mm, maybe you can do another uh, podcast one time about my absolute nerd fetishism about that role playing game because I have. Uh, Spend way too much time in my youth playing that tabletop. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. But one thing why, where I have to agree with Marcel, even though I really like that trailer, and it was mm-hmm. also for me the trailer of that show, was first, that is not like a super high-budgeted game, like AAA standards, but it is super ambitious. Um, a little bit like Bloodlines, to be honest. And I agree that <laughs> the animation quality, the rigging, the blend spaces of that trailer, that was, you can see that they're kind of a little bit struggling. And the problem with the first person or with the actual gameplay stuff is if you have seen the earlier footage last year, where they have actually shown gameplay segments, which look janky as fuck, which is okay for me because, yeah, yeah if right. you see odd lines that, that it's about. Was- uh... Yeah, so what 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 did they call it? The the possibility space is that the yeah. is that the term for it? Yeah. So I mean, I, the, I can forgive a, a bit of jank, and that's that's kind of the point. Like, I think they should keep their trailer. I I I don't think they were swinging for the fences in terms of like we're going to be the best looking game on the floor yeah. here. I think they were going for style, straight style, however they could get there, and that's why that's why I wouldn't. I feel like it's uh it's judging them a little out of context to to assign like the the mantle of carriers of the next gen onto them just because they were at an Xbox event. But it's the thing that the gameplay the gameplay part shown, if you see will, what Marcel mentioned, which looked great, is not actual gameplay because if you watch, as I said, the the actual gameplay footage from last year, you can clearly see this is this kind of like oh we have first person part, so it looks like gameplay, but it's, but it's actually not really gameplay. Hmm. It's just rendered first person. Uh, I mean, you can see, like, I think they're doing, they're, they're, they're showing their hand on some of their Deus Ex stuff, like the, uh, 
Like the part where he scrambles up the wall real quick, that just looks like a cover transition. Like where it pops out into third and he does something kind of cool and then you're you're back up on the roof. Um, that scene where he like telekinesis the, the axe out of that dude's hand seemed seemed jank yeah, enough to I, be in-game. I could see as an animation in the game, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think... Uh, Very polished in-game... Uh, uh, gameplay footage. It, it, for for how short they were, it, it's probably um like some of their some some of their best captures, you know, or like where where it just really worked out because it was a little snippety. Speaking of a little snippety, Marcel. Well, I I partially disagree with you guys. With, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, yes, they don't have the biggest budget. Though I would say that that is probably the second highest budget game at that show, after Assassin's Creed. Right, but you, you know, you got a you got a game being made by one dude there i mean you're talking like sure. medium, medium medium budget sure no again like you know it's it's just it comes all up to this this was being hyped as the big first look at you know what next gen looks like um so far everything every game that we've talked about is a cross-gen title yeah um with the exception of scorn which is at launch is the wording exclusive to xbox series x which yeah. you know kind of implies to me that probably it's going to be at least on ps5 afterwards or whatever yeah. also cross-gen i don't know um so yeah, you know that's that's still the thing where if if I I think in a perfect non-COVID nineteen world, uh, I'm not sure this would have been the lineup they would pick for the first look at the next generation console. Right. And um, I don't even think that in a, in a COVID nineteen world this should have been uh, the lineup for the first look at at the next generation console. Uh, right. Um. Regardless, you know, again, of the game quality, like I want to make that clear, it's not about the game quality. Again, if this had been a normal inside Xbox, I would say it has been, it would have been by far and away the best one they had. Oh um, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of cool looking stuff here. You no, know, it's really, it's just like that framing and that weight of expectation of yeah. like, see the future of games. Uh, you know, see the future of gaming. Uh, all of which is also available on your seven old year machine. Anyways, it's the yeah. future. And so it's gameplay, but it's not really gameplay. It, so, you know, it's, it it's, seems like that's that's like I would agree with you there. Like if it's on Microsoft, like I don't think you, I don't think we can fairly dunk on any of these games for that. I think it's like a a question of. Of Microsoft being like, fuck, we got to do the the con- we got to hype the console somehow. I agree. It's all about how Microsoft decided to frame, to to arrange, and to to actually uh, stream that that show. Phew. Then moving moving okay. on, the next game, uh, Call of the Sea, is a game that I've seen a lot of love for on my Twitter timeline. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really know what the game is about gameplay wise, and I don't think the trailer did a good job explaining what it is about. It seems like you know like the kind it's of environmental exploration. Game, right? I assume I don't know. Like visually, uh, the art style looks very nice. Call of the um, Sea reminds... is a first-person adventure puzzle game set in the 1930s. Well, that settles it. Um, Did it. There were back. a lot of shots there, like from from the color scheme, especially that were actually reminded me a lot of Sea of Thieves. Yeah, because that's fresh on my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like that was based on the reactions I've seen from from a lot of people. That was probably one of the standout titles of the show. That looks cool. Um, in terms of reactions. Um, this one is coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. So, of course, yes, it is also a cross-gen title. But it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass on launch day, Basti, so you're going to try it anyways. Yeah. You're going to fucking play it, Basti. It, it, it was very teasery. Like, that was a thing where I also would have wished to see a little bit more, but where I would be also cool, like, in, in general, if the conference would be a little bit bigger and and, and um, more aggressive about everything, we would be probably cool with that being a teaser and to see more at a later stage. So I was cool with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, there's that. 
Then, moving on, came The Ascent, which is a sci-fi action RPG. And uh, yesterday I watched, in case you know, you're interested in more of the tech stuff, there is a great one-hour discussion about the, the reveal and all of the games uh, from Digital Foundry. And I watched their video and they noticed that like uh, this game seemed weird to them because they felt like, you know, in the close-up shots, like they put a ton of effort into the assets and everything, you know, for a game that probably you're going to be looking at from pretty far away the entire time while you play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it looked cool. Uh, obviously, cool. it had a very cool, you know, like uh, cyberpunk aesthetic going. I think it's good that they clarify in the in the, um, in the press release that it's an action RPG because purely from looking at it, I just thought it was like a twin stick shooter, you know, like a action ah, yeah. game rather okay, than anything RPG ish. But um, they say uh, take down even the worst opponents to find the rarest loot. And right there, they had me, of course, when they said the word loot. Hmm. I will see. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think uh, looks 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 fine. Uh, it's it's hard for me to get hyped on ARPGs until I hear a little bit more about how they're doing it. So I will keep my eye on it. But anyways, of course, a cross-gen title. Mm-hmm. But what to be honest, what I really liked about that one, it looked for me from the art style and everything, it looked for me like the prey we never got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the elusive that's definitely prey also something that both of the digital foundry guys immediately said. It looks like the lost human head prey too. Wow. Oh, so, maybe you know, I should ask him for a job. Should ask him. They seem like they're, they're German, so it, it's a team of eleven people. So I they mean. already have a German. I think Alex may be more qualified than you are, to be honest. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I think so. <laughs> then moving on. So uh, I think I've made it clear in the past that unless you were made by Sam Lake, I don't care about horror games. Mm-hmm. But with that said, uh, I think the medium looked really cool. Like, also visually one of the most impressive games they've definitely had. And I think also um, the only one that is so far, or seems to be a next-gen exclusive. It's so far only announced for Xbox Series X and PC. Um, Supposed to come out this year. And what I thought was the coolest thing about this, and, you know, maybe that's something that also deserves a shout-out from time to time, is this game is made by a small Polish company called Bloober Team. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, many years ago, I once talked to them at Gamescom when they were, like, a tiny company just doing, like, you know, just small apps and stuff. And then they released their first console game. I, c- I can't remember the name. I just remember that it was so terrible that they essentially reworked it completely for free for buyers and stuff. Wow. Um, so, you know, to see that progression from, you know, make, because, you know, like, most, most small companies don't recover from making a terrible game. These guys not only managed to recover from that, like, over the years, like, you know, with stuff like Observer, with Blair Witch last year, which I think has been fairly well received... To now being here on the you know the, the big stage from Microsoft, um, I think that's an amazing progression to see from a company, yeah. and that you know that's that that was something that struck me where it's like wow these guys you know they've really come a long way over the last couple of years with their horror games you know not it's for really, me but it's still cool to see. It's really cool to see. I mean from from what I played of Observer, I'm on board for whatever they're doing. So I, I but think yeah, it's, you know, yeah. we haven't seen gameplay. Yeah, but you know, hey, it, it looks. It, I'll give them the benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and talking about the, the press conferences and another game case of great trailer, I'm looking forward to it because of the of the studio. And hey, Akira uh, Yamaoka. Yeah. But I have no idea what this game is about. Like, is it a third person kind of like Evil Within thing? Is it more like Observer? Is it whatever? I don't know. We will see. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to find out. It is a tension-fueled psychological horror game built around the central motive. How your perspective changes your perception. So you gotta so like that clears that up. It's pretty much like horror. The witness, Jonathan blows there. He's chasing you. F- solve my puzzles. 
It sounds like a actually it sounds really like a terrifying horror game, to be sure. <laughs> Anyways, I'm moving on to the next game, which again was one that I felt maybe didn't look its very best. Uh, was Second Extinction, Extinction, which is a intense three-player cooperative shooter where your goal is to wipe out the mutated dinosaurs that have taken over the planet. Teamwork is vital. Uh, it's from a teamwork is vital, and it is from one of the the Avalanche Studios because they've split up their their company or their studio into several teams. So it's it's part of Avalanche. So the guys who made Map Max and Rage Two and Just Cause. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it seems like most people, except for me, thought it looked good. I thought like some of it was you know, maybe not stuff I would have put in the trailer myself. But some, you know, if, uh... if other people like it, that's cool. And it's got dinosaurs. People just trying to. Some people are just gonna never be content until they can resurrect the ghost of Turok, are they? I mean, you're like, uh, as a kid, like, leaving aside the fact that the graphics were, you know, way too low res to see what was happening, just like <laughs> the thought of the cerebral bore was like, holy shit, dude! Like you're if, shooting yeah. you guys at brain out. If you were close enough to see through that fog, it was cool. Ah, uh, no, it, it looks cool. It looks cool. Like, um, I. I'm seeing. I like the uh, the kind of emergence of the the harder core uh, co-op games like GTFO and and this coming out. So um, the more the merrier. I think that's kind of neat. It might be a perfect Game Pass game to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Okay, Basti, I think you've 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 had your your you know for today. It's okay. Just come back next week with he, the Game Pass. He gets paid by the mention. Oh, it's like per every individual mention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, I have to say, like, you know, he's, he's very constrained. Like, you know, kudos to Busty. Um, then we had uh, Scarlet Nexus, which, uh, to be honest, like, until they showed the logo, just watching the thing the entire time, I thought it was the new... Uh, what was that? that uh, what was Anime Souls, like, called? Code Vein? Yeah, I thought it was Code Vein 2 or something, to be honest, until, until they showed the logo. Uh, I don't know. The minute somebody introduced themselves... Uh, as like a like a student, and like cut people up. That was I was like, oh, this is anime as fuck, yo. It is a new RPG franchise developed by Bandai Namco, uh, Bandai Namco Studios and led by former members of Bandai Namco Entertainment's acclaimed Tales of series. Yeah. So it's probably safe to assume it's gonna be weep as fuck. Oh, this is gonna be weep as fuck, dude. But they did okay. Vesperia, so that like Vesperia is one of the better. Uh, Tales games. Anime trash. I think that look great because the art design of the of the enemies. Uh, like holy fuck, what's going on? I like that. It had yeah, like, gameplay. Like the, 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 it it had gameplay. gameplay. It had probably had some more or less the most gameplay out of all games shown. Yeah. Um, the models look cool, like with the very like animated look. Um, ground textures and stuff is, you know, again maybe maybe, maybe not very next geny. Maybe but, Japan. Um, Maybe Japan. Maybe Japan. Uh, also, uh, listening to you grit your teeth through praising an anime game is probably one of the most enjoyable things I've experienced on this podcast. Wait, how how would I how, how have I praised anything? You're just like the models for is cool. Much gameplay. <laughs> Much gameplay. You sound like you're being manipulated. Well, I feel manipulated. So, anyways, moving on, there was like <laughs> some some weird game from Japan that nobody cares about. How dare you? That game's gonna uh, be dope. It's not so this so here here's my here's my here's my thing okay like yeah. let, me, let me finish my thing yeah um having never played a yakuza game mm-hmm. okay you're done that trailer looked cool oh that trailer looked good you know but um 
again like coming from like the you know the 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 marketing the business the sales angle it was shocking to me that the biggest reveal of their next gen showcase is hey we're getting a port of a ps4 game yeah that has been seriously are you fucking kidding me yeah that has been out like that game is out it is past it's been out its... on PS4 for, for a long time. I mean, like yeah. again, like it has nothing to do with the game. Like everything I've heard about that game, like people seem to love it. I I think it's amazing that they're trying something completely different. You know, with such an old franchise, where they say, okay, now it's a turn-based game. What the fuck? You're gonna play it anyways. And I know that you two are gonna play it anyways. But yeah, yeah that that was like messaging-wise, like there was a very weird look for me. The like the biggest biggest news we have out of our next-gen showcase is a a port of like an old PS4 game, like. Seriously, I mean, the f- that is what got my Twitter timeline excited. Yeah, because that's weird that that people are still getting excited about that. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I want to play him. I, I have, I love Yakuza. Yeah, I have way too many Yakuza games left to play through. But um, it the game's out. It's been out. Right? Who gets fucking excited about this? Like, I know we're still waiting on the the uh, <clears throat> the release in the West, but. It's cool. I'm a, I'm a Yakuza fan. I just don't understand getting excited about a game that has been kind of... Like, we've seen it. We've seen the game before. It's cool. It's got an RPG system. It's Yakuza. I want to play it, but it's hard to get hyped for. Okay, so at least we are in alignment there. I'm going to play that and fucking then... video game. Don't get me wrong. I just think that, like, for this show... Yeah, you know, that that's all I'm saying. You know, it has nothing to do with the game. It's tough. Right. Yeah. Um, and then came the the Climax at least the intended climax for sure of uh, the show because you know, they've been they really? have been building up to towards uh. this like you know where sometimes this weird thing where somebody talks and like they put this little um you know like lower third in there saying like hey stay you know watch watch keep watching stay tuned for like um essence assassin's creed valhalla gameplay which always seems a bit weird because like, like this this implication of like i know you want to turn off right now because this p- person that's talking <laughs> is boring but please you know, hang on, there's going to be better stuff. So that's always weird to me to see these shows. And um, yeah, so, you know, um, obviously I am a ginormous Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah, can we get I... a quick, uh, can we get a quick house rule here? Uh, okay, not to say Climax? Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're talking about Assassin's Creed, you can't say that word. Uh, th- that list will grow. I'll just, whenever you say a word that you, you shouldn't be allowed to say when talking about Assassin's Creed, I'll let you know. Isn't that what is it? Is it Bayonetta that the guy like uh, Camilla described as a climax action game or something? Yeah, but that that makes sense. That fucking makes sense. I'm just trying to keep you under control. All right, I don't want to see you. Uh, I I don't want to see where this path ends for you. But you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just let you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think this is like also this was maybe the where like the 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 disconnect between Microsoft's communication. And the expectations from the fan came to a head. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I, again, I love Assassin's Creed to bits. I love uh, the setting. I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology. And um, I, I like the trailer. Mm. But I think a lot of people yeah, that's another one. to see a gameplay demo. That's the other thing you what, can't what's, say. Yeah. What? what? I, I liked the trailer. That that and Climax. Why? Not No reason. Keep going. Then what else should I say? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How should I talk about the claim, the trailer, if I'm not allowed to like it or to climax to it? Uh, uh, you, I mean, climax. <laughs> what? <laughs> Marcel has left the call. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Keep keep going though. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you thought about about this part. It was an interesting thought you were going on that I derailed. Keep going. 
Yeah, uh, I think it, it's quite obvious that people expected, you know, I think it was Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah. where during the Xbox E3 stage presentation, they had uh, Ashraf Ismail, who is like a super nice guy, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I find him super likable in videos and stuff, and also having talked to him a little bit in person. Um, you know, like like one of those meaty gameplay demos where somebody plays the game for 10 minutes, shows some of the, you know, the, the, the landscape, shows some of the new gameplay systems, and of course it was none of that. Yeah. It was just a roughly two minutes trailer. Also, I think one disconnect here that maybe I can explain a little bit um, is, at least from my personal experience, work in marketing. Um, if it's not, you know, CG or something pre-rendered or something, we call it a gameplay trailer. As in, you know, it's stuff from inside the game. It's got gameplay in it. Um, it does have gameplay in it. Um, obviously, you know, that is not what people expected. And I think they made it quite clear afterwards that this is not what they expected, both to Microsoft and to Ubisoft. And as I said, like both Aaron Greenberg from Xbox and also Ashraf Ismail, uh, the I believe he's game director yeah. of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, both more or less you know, apologized afterwards. Oh, no, sorry, he's creative director. Um, apologized afterwards to fans and said, hey, no, you expected more. You rightfully expected more. And we will show you more later this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, so, yeah. And, and that was it then. perfectly you know? understandable fucking slip. I, I mean, if you say gameplay trailer, there is an expectation. I'm sorry again, Microsoft, but this is the most predictable shit in the world. As as I said, like I've 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 thought about it a lot by now, and um, really the thing that I cannot wrap my head around in around is is the messaging from Xbox from from Microsoft from right. Xbox. As Matty said, I think so far this year, or yeah, you know, building up to next gen, I think they've done a good job. I think they've done a good right. job. You know, in like what is obviously difficult circumstances with, yeah. with COVID-19 communicating. Yeah. I think they've done a, a good job. Uh, they have in the past sometimes done a terrible job setting expectations. Um, yep. I remember like the worst one I think was XO18 where they revived the XO branding, which during the days of the original Xbox, you know, was their like house event, you know, their their version of BlizzCon. And in the past that announcement was like, yo, we, we bought Rare for 450 million. Here's three Rare games coming to Xbox. And for, for the XO18 in Mexico, they had like Here's a bunch of mediocre games coming to Xbox Game Pass, you know, yeah. which is not what I would expect from that branding. So again, you know, expectations. And I think recently they've done a good job with their communications up until now, because this, um, pardon my French, but you know, allegedly I'm a French pervert, as so Richard says. Um, this was a clusterfuck. Like this was terribly communicated. Mm-hmm. And I think if they had done it differently, you know, um, if they had just said this an inside Xbox episode, nothing else, people watched it, and then. You know, every time a, a trailer starts or something, just have like this little box in the corner saying, you know, running on Xbox One. So for people to to realize by themselves, holy shit, I'm looking at next gen stuff. I think that would have completely changed the expectations. Yeah. You know, like if people had discovered by themselves, oh, wow, this is actually next gen stuff I'm looking at. This is exciting. Rather than like, oh, shit, this is next gen stuff. You know, where's, 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 the where's stuff? my Pixar? Where's my Pixar S graphics? Right. Like. Like this is this is seems I mean it's easy to say from an outside perspective like you know it's easy to speculate and we don't know what happened but like this seems to me like a case of desperately trying to control your message to a point where the content just does not fit and you know you could have you could have played to the strengths of these titles a little bit better I think yeah. I mean this was the this was the first this was like the four minute for Assassin's Creed right like Wait, this is what this is like the, the the first length trailer of that. Like this, this is the first time you get to see that trailer, right? Yes, it was the first time anything beyond beyond a CG trailer. Like last week, sorry, two weeks ago now, the the announcement trailer that was CG. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it's the first thing that anybody has seen, you know, like moving, uh, moving images from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, and you know, despite uh, despite my undying fucking battle with the uh, trailers of that franchise, I, I mean, like you can, you it, it can't be hard to hype up an Assassin's Creed game. Huh. I, I, I mean, at least hype it correctly. You know, and the same for these other guys. Uh, like I, I do, I do think they hit some of the steps. I do like that they hyped up that um, that Bright was made by one dude. I do like uh, seeing games like Medium and uh, Call of the Sea on there. Um, maybe they got just a little too bright because their uh, their their time would have probably been cut cut short if it was like a more bountiful harvest, right? Which is unfortunate. I mean, so I mean, like I'm I'm now wrapping around to where yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like Microsoft just. They they still put on a good show. They just could have talked about that good show better. And it, it's a lesson in setting ex, uh, expectations. I think uh, I think walking away, it's really great to see games like Chorus. Like, I mean, fuck even Codemasters ain't that fucking big. Like this is this is a celebration Man. of like the medium the medium sized game. However fucking many bastardized A's you want to slap on this shit. Like this is this is exactly what we were talking about in that episode where we want to see these kinds of games on stage and they fucking did that, but they, they saddled the weight of their console on it. I think that's just, so, I mean, and then when it doesn't work out, they're like, Oh, it was the titles, man. You know, you wanted to see different titles. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck off. Like you, you fucking did this is, is kind of where I'm at. It's like, it's like when, when they take a, a, uh, a really good book and make a shit movie out of it, you know, and they're going to like plan a franchise, but the movie is, they, they really just fucked over everything and the movie doesn't perform because, you know, it's garbage. And they're like, well, I guess, you know, it didn't really perform well. It doesn't really deserve those sequels. It's like, you fucked it up. So I, I get a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I think they're like if, if this show had been like the second show, for example, right. like we're like, you know, for the first one, hey, you know, we show. I think like for me, the first really baffling thing. So so here's the thing. OK, um, obviously, you know, I, I work for Ubisoft. I have known about this event uh for a while and the only thing i knew was that valhalla is going to be there so obviously in my mind you know what i had ex- been expecting as a fan of xbox was you know, halo is going to be there you know maybe yeah. they're going to announce fable and like bring out the big guns as is usual for the first look at, at such an event right and then as we got closer so microsoft announced it and then like a late an hour later so they clarified it's only third-party partners so i was already wait no halo what the fuck like right. who shows a you know who shows a console off without showing any of their own games, which is traditionally, you know, what drove people to buy a console. And it, it still is, if you look at Sony and Nintendo. And, you know, like, and then they they, they kind of, like, try to walk back from their own announcement. We're like, you know, it's like, there's a lot of mid, mid-tier studios, some cool stuff there. And it, it almost got a little bit defensive from, from some Microsoft people on Twitter before the event. And then I heard some rumors, at which point oh. I adjusted my own expectations to, like, okay, this is... Definitely not going to be the thing I expected where I get to see Halo or Fable or something. And um, yeah, that is already super weird to me. You know, this decision of like the first thing you show people um, being, you know, third party games, again, almost all of them cross gen games, almost all of them being games that are available on, on hell, even on a PS4, much less a PS5. Um, that was a very weird choice. And honestly, uh, if. If I was making the calls to Microsoft, I don't think I would have held this event at this point. 
if, as rumors say, you know, they needed more time, maybe Halo is having a little yeah. bit of a, of a tough time right now getting ready for launch because of COVID-19 and everything, then I would have just said, okay, that's fine. Then we we do our show in July. And after we do our, our show, you know, with, with, with Halo and allegedly Fable and Perfect Dog, whatever, um, afterwards we do a second okay. show, you know, with, with all of these cool games. And I think that would have been, you know, perceived very, very differently. But again, like just having this idea of like, this is the first thing ever people see from your console. Because if we look back, you know, at the past, um, traditionally companies bring out the big guns, you know, I think... Yeah. Um, or you know, at least they they really they do a great job selling why people should want this, which I think Microsoft has completely failed to do so far. Like they have this badge that says this game has been optimized for Xbox Series X, but it doesn't it doesn't tell anything. What does that mean? You know, is there is is there like one more shadow somewhere? I don't know. You know, they they they've not explained in any way, shape, or form the benefit of buying this new console. Um, if you look back at the Switch reveal, I think they had that incredibly well done video you know where somebody just you know they start playing something and then they just take out the fucking console and walk off and go to a roof party everybody's like wait what's going on <laughs> um if you look you know at stuff like the, the the ps3 they had that infamous i think probably all-time great when it comes to infamous trailers uh, killzone 2 trailer where for years different sony employees couldn't get their stories straight and some said that's yeah, definitely gameplay and others were like oh fuck no that was pre-rendered yeah, uh, I think it, I think it was pre-rendered, but like for many years, there were people from Sony who argued, desperately argued, it was absolutely gameplay, even though you know, like nothing in that generation looked anywhere close to the quality of the animation stuff. And um, I, I think the, I guess the only point you can say is that it, it goes neatly into a line of what seems to be a theme for Microsoft, where they uh, fuck up the first showings of the new consoles. I mean, obviously, you know, talking about all great infamous, you have the infamous all great, sorry, this way around. You have the Xbox One reveal. Um, remember, like, the, the E3 was fine. Like, the E3 showing was good. Like, they had stuff, you know, they had Metal Gear 5 and stuff like that there. Yeah. But the original reveal of the console was 95% uh, TV. Shit, right. we actually forgot a game. Shit, we forgot a game from inside Xbox. I just remember because at the Xbox reveal, they had two games. One of them was Madden for the Xbox One, which was also here again, of course. Yeah. And they had Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs talking about, you know, why why Madden is great. Yeah. And, um, and they had Quantum Break back then for the Xbox One. And today I looked a little bit at a video from, from the Xbox 360 reveal. Yeah. Which, if you have 20 minutes to kill, I would highly encourage you, dear listeners, to watch that because that is like the most concentrated dose of mid-2000s cool that you're gonna get. Like, they had fucking Elijah Wood there. They had the killers playing Mr. Brightside, I think twice. Oh, no. Uh, They had several people from West Coast Customs from Pimp My Ride. Oh, no. Uh, They had a bunch of, like, MTV celebrities that I can't even remember. Uh, They barely had any gameplay from anything. Uh, And there already, they did a fucking bad job, you know, because their big title for, for launch was Perfect Dark Zero. So what is the best way to show off, you know, your next-gen game? And back then, obviously, the, the huge jump was the, from from uh, from standard definition to high definition. So naturally, what those geniuses did was they have a bunch of C or D-list celebrities play Perfect Dark Zero and split screen and then have the camera filming over their shoulder. And of course, it looks terrible. So, you know, it's... I, I don't know why. Like, why Microsoft can, in some cases, get the marketing very, very right, but whenever it comes to giving a great first impression of their games uh, and their new system, they phone it in big time. I don't know why. Uh, I hope they get there. But, I mean, I guess... Uh, well, I, I mean, before I ask the question, I, I'd, I'd also like to hear Basti's impressions of 
like his summary of that stuff as well. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think I think they should have, in my opinion, like Master said, the right thing that they should have probably pulled that one if they knew that they're running out of time, that they are not managing to having it like a satisfying uh, conference, and just focus on the July one because um, that is so crucial that every single bullet you shoot hits during that crucial time when launching a console. That I think they way more damage in actually showing that than uh, putting that and concentrating on July, especially as now PlayStation will have that. They will have probably a lot of gameplay. They will have um, first-party titles and they will have the hardware re uh, review, which they still saved for that moment. And now the only thing is uh, what will we see in July? And uh, yeah. I mean, the open question about the price of the hardware, which is still uh, up in the air, but I agree with Basically everything Marcel said at that point. Right. So that I mean that kind of leads me to I it. Am like, very agreeable. <laughs> but super agreeable, Marcel. It leads me to to the to the point. I mean, like console announcement years are are kind of a call and answer sort of thing, you know. I mean, ever since uh, ever since the famous price reveal on the same stage incident, um, like you watch kind of Xbox and Sony kind of answer each other. So do you think they're kind of gearing up like, oh, fuck yeah, it's time to show everything? Or you think uh, you think they're also going to play a low low card for their next show? I mean, they've almost like PlayStation has almost shown, uh, Sony has almost shown a no card at this point. Yeah. So I think they will go, go big. What do you think, Marcel? Uh, I think uh, Sony's in a very, very interesting position right now because... Um... You know, it, it's like this thing. I think I think your game announcement is always perfect until you do it. You know, kind of like the thing that we talked about, <laughs> like the phenomenon with cancelled video games. Yeah. Where people never understand why a game gets cancelled because everything looked perfect because they only see the perfect polished stuff usually. And um, you know, right now, obviously, compared to what Microsoft showed, like if if you're the if you're the, the hardcore Sony fanboy, of course in your mind it's going to be amazing. You know, I've seen people who, who fully with a straight face expect that the reveal is going to have Horizon 2, it's going to have God of War 2, it's going to have Spider-Man 2. You know, all the games are going to be there. It's going to be amazing. They're going to look like, you know, Pixar games. And um, so, you know, you are in that weird position right now where suddenly the ball is in your court without having done anything for it, which uh, got to be weird. And you know, and now the game is either yours to win or to lose. You know, as far as like the first impressions go. Yeah, let's see. I mean, do you think they got it, or do you think they're gonna they're gonna whiff? We have to get some. I want I want some stakes on this. I want something to hold over to you guys. I th I think um I think by the time this episode comes out, yeah. Um, probably people will have seen something that would be more impressive than what Microsoft showed. Oh shit. But, um, you know, it's it's. You never know with these things, right? Um, Doesn't usually, that... I think Sony is very, very good at showing off their games, and yeah. they are very good at doing those lengthy gameplay demos. Usually, that people expect. Doesn't that and, uh, doesn't um, that happen tomorrow? Yesterday. Uh, it's video games news of future pasts of futures pasts. Yeah. Which makes me, um, let's see, whom do I like? Gambit. Okay. Shit, he's got a French accent. Never mind. Yep. Ah. You lived right into the stereotype oh, yeah. there. Thank you. Um, uh, I want to be a nightcrawler now. Let's just, uh, let's just try to uh, put a soundbite in there so that it'll it'll feel like we always know what we're talking about. All right, I, 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 like Something like, man, yeah, the thing they showed yesterday was... I think we're just going to need about a week to react on it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that needs some proper proper Need some air, right? Yeah. There, there's nothing it's wrong with, with Gambit, Mosheri. It's gotta that's stop. Saying. Shut him down. Somebody that's if if uh, Marcel was within um, normal non-protocol distance, I'd be able to shut him down. But he's reached his French feedback loop. It's it's unfortunate, but uh, he's going to grow a beret out of his head. Sounds good. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's definitely going to be very interesting to see. Obviously, with the whole COVID nineteen situation, we're in a very different spot right now. Mm. Where normally you would know, you would expect everything, everything you know, important for this year at least. You know, like the opening gambits. Notice what I did there, uh. of the console generation war. You know, being being on, on the board by by mid June. Uh, this year, obviously, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, we don't know yet when Sony are going to show, fully show their hands. Um, some rumors say early June. Um, no clue. We'll see. We definitely know for sure that, for example, uh, Ubisoft will have their E3 equivalent Ubisoft Forward in July. We know that Microsoft is going to show the first party hand, and obviously Halo, you know, which is, um, I think in a way it feels like the big story of this year because it is very, very rare that a company gets to launch with their biggest IP on a new console. Um, okay, Nintendo frequently does it. Um, Microsoft <laughs> hasn't done it since the first <laughs> Xbox. All Sony, right. I don't know strictly what their biggest IP is. I kind of, I kind of like this thing where you just make a point and then immediately dismantle it. Well, you know, still. Yeah. It, I, it doesn't I, always yeah. happen, right? Like the Wii U didn't exactly start launch with a stellar Mario or Zelda game or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we'll see. And I think these, these are really my thoughts on the topic. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure that once Sony shows something. Uh, we will talk about it. I'm sure that I will force these guys at you know a battle rifle point. That once we see something from Halo, we will talk about it in great uh, climatic length. And uh, um, I don't know. Do you have do you Basti, Do you have any last thoughts on this before Richard ruins everything? It's gonna be great because uh, when uh, people starting uh, to 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 battle uh, to meet on the battlefield of the console wars uh, all over again, I, I just made up my decision to just buy both consoles to just don't get involved into that mess so i'm cool i'm cool with the xbox one series x being a perfect game pass machine i'm also cool with the playstation 5 having um great exclusive um games they're gonna be great also i think the switch surpassed xbox one x uh, xbox one sales food for thought i uh as you, as you can tell by the uh, the excitement of my intro, I've I've missed a little bit of the uh, the console wars of old, you know, the old forum days. So uh, so we're gonna keep that as like a, um, a little bit of a of a trend. We're gonna reenact that, um, and by reenact, I'm just going to force you guys to uh, pretend to be console warriors. Okay. Uh, which side? I mean, it's, but here's the thing, right? Like, none of us are really like the biggest Sony fans. I mean, Basti is a is a diehard Xbox Game Pass fan. Hey, I am that, that's a... bullshit. Since you have your PS4 Pro, you just you completely started to ignore Xbox. Like back in the days, you were usually babbling about your gamer score and being super proud Ooh. of that shit all the time. It's like Ooh. I'm place 117 on the on the global gamer score list, and then all of a sudden it was just PlayStation. And you were not playing with me Destiny on, on Xbox anymore because it was no 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 no
No, no, no. See, what happened is that for a long time, Microsoft made a lot of my favorite gaming franchises. <laughs> he and, can't uh, not respond. <laughs> I've created a monster. Doing, and then they stopped doing a lot of my favorite gaming franchises. And then they started porting like what little they did of my favorite gaming franchises to my PC, where those games look and run much better. So right now, I don't have that much reason to use my Xbox traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't use my, X- so my my PS4 that much either, because Sony uh, releases an absolutely amazing game that I love roughly every three years, feels like. Yeah. So, you know. All right, so yeah, that settles it. Uh, Marcel will be arguing for the Sony side, and Basti will be arguing for the Xbox side. And Richard is is the Sega machine. I'm going to talk to you guys about no, blast no, no, processing. No, 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 no. So, so here's the thing, right? If you force us into these roles, it's only fair, Richard. Uh, you have, you have. I'm stopping this. I'm stopping the time. You have 30 seconds to convince us why Sega is going to come back as as a console first party and why it's going to be great. Go. All right. Two words, assholes. Crazy taxi. Three words, you stupid motherfuckers. Crazy fucking taxi. We're getting fucking offspring back together. We're going to hold them at fucking gunpoint. They're going to do all the music. The guy's going to say, you're getting for a crazy ride. You're going to fucking play it. The graphics are going to be so goddamn good. You're going to think that you're fucking running over real people in New York City or San Francisco, fucking wherever we decide to put this shit on the moon. New Crazy Taxi, you play as Elon Musk. He's tweeting the entire time. It's a it's a fucking wreck. It's terrible. The things he are t- he's tweeting, it's the game is rated adults only. Crazy Taxi, Sega, we're back in business. Sega. I bl- um, you I, haven't I, fully convinced me yet, especially I, <laughs> since, funnily enough, these days when I when I hear Sega personally, yeah, uh, I think of great PC strategy games. Uh, I I blacked out for thirty seconds there. What what happened? Uh, you profess your undying love to Elon Musk and that you will challenge Grimes to ritual combats. Uh, just everybody has a boring machine flamethrower. Not again. Alas, you know these things do happen. Mm. So yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure there's any conclusion this week. I think we all have a lot to ponder upon now that our roles for 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 you know the remaining episodes of this year have been yep. clarified. Yep. Basti uh, being the Xbox, me being the Sony pony, by you know uh, edict from Hyun, and Richard being I don't know uh, the one you know who who tries to incite violence. Blast processing. Uh, okay, Richard is the blast processor. And uh, yeah, uh, dear listeners, I apologize for some of the things you've just witnessed. I don't know what happens. And uh, I still think Gambit is a cool X-Man. But anyways, Richard, where can people reach you? Um, I keep forgetting, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Sony pony. I keep forgetting your Twitter handle. What was it again where people can reach you? Guys, you can find me at Inside Hexbox. Please help me. I'm stuck in this Hexbox. A witch has cursed me. Please, please at me. Set me free. Is it a Blair Witch? <laughs> Observer, the layers of fear that I have in my Blair Witch hexbox medium. Okay, Basti, where can people reach you if they have feedback on... I've, I forgot, whatever you said today. At uh, Bastian Toon, T-H-U-N. T-H-U-N. At Bastian Toon, T-H-U-N on Twitter. Okay, awesome. Uh, as always, you know, if you want to send us your thoughts, uh, feedback, concerns about some of the language that Richard uses, which I apologize for, uh, you can send us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. 
And you can also hang out with us um, uh, in our Discord channel. Just ping Basti or myself on Twitter for an invite. My Twitter is at com underscore Raven. Uh, I'm sure we will be playing some games again soon with some people on there. And maybe it'll even be fun. God fucking knows. Probably not. Um, yeah, that's it for today. And we hey. look forward to... Be hey. Yes, okay, hey, here Marcel. we go. I was waiting I was waiting for the Todd Howard joke. Yes, please, go. Marcel, it's not a joke, okay? If Todd Howard was a console, which one would he be? Uh, he would obviously be the Xbox Series X. Like, he would be the most powerful Todd ever made. Just a stocky fridge boy. Running Skyrim oh. on himself. Yes. Climatically so. Ugh. We be old school. Yeah, old school. We be old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little Ling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king.